Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brendan McCullough and Mark Choi. How's everybody doing? I'm doing good, man. Really glad to be back. Oh, Mark, yeah. Mark, did you ever notice how Doug never lets us introduce the show anymore? I'm sure I, he would if we asked. He would do it. I no. would. I would totally let you guys, but I don't trust you, so I just <laughs> take the reins. I, and it's I like, think oh. that's it. Yeah. Oh, well, there. It's all out on the table now. Yeah. No sense of hiding it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, listeners have heard when we introduce the show. Like, it's pretty obvious why. It's been a solid 50 of me just being like, no, you guys aren't doing this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, you guys are more than welcome to try that in the future. But this is a video game podcast for any new listeners. I doubt it. Let's talk some video games, though. (laughs) Oh. Not a lot of self-confidence there. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I mean, no, just look at the title of the show. Yeah, that's the whole premise. But It's cool. Yeah, no, yeah. you're really, you're right. It is a lot of, uh, like, ironic, um, self-deprecating humor, for sure. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but, Mark, <laughs> you haven't been on the show in quite a handful of episodes, so I'm eager to hear what games you've been playing. All right, let's 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 get down to business here. Uh so I'll start out with the most obvious basic one, and it really sucks because I was trying to have this done by the time I got on the show again. I'm 95 hours into Persona 5. <laughs> Holy shit. Still not done. Nah, still not done. Because I've been playing other stuff in the meantime. Yeah, like, to I'm be not... fair, that game's long as shit. And like, that, by yeah. the time I beat this game, this will have been probably the like longest here. game in my 25 years alive on this earth that I have beaten, like without playing like new game plus, like any, like this is the first playthrough where I haven't even gotten half of the achievements uh, for the game. Yeah. Uh, today it is officially yeah. been out for a year. So yeah, yeah. Wow. it is the longest game of all time. And I'm telling you, man. So look, I love it. I love persona games. I'm the biggest diehard fan this game should have been shorter. I'll say it. I'll say it right now. I'm yeah. sorry. Everyone's going to hate me for it. No, should I have think been that's shorter. the biggest and most reasonable criticism of this game. Yeah. I think everyone agrees with that, even the most diehard Persona fans. Yeah. The the things that take up the most time are the least impactful to the story. So, like, the most recent dungeon I was in took seven hours. And it's like... The Holy same hell. thing, the same thing over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again for seven hours. And then you get out and you're like, oh, the story's amazing. There's all these cool new things I have to do. I have to go interact with all these people, build up my confidants and, and, and meet new, new friends and build these relationships. But to get to that point, you have to go through these huge blocks of time that are just kind of redundant. But again, I love the game still in my mind, nine out of 10 easily i'll i'll reevaluate once i beat it and i'll give you my final thoughts um but other than that <laughs> final thoughts know. play the music doug <laughs> so i've been playing a lot of uh i've actually been, okay, still not, not something not very new been playing some, a lot of overwatch recently yeah um it's just it's just so good it's just such a fun game to play yeah uh, real quick uh, about Persona Five, mm-hmm. I would say like yes, the castle or the dungeons definitely get tedious and like real repetitive, especially the like I think last two are really kind of a struggle. Mm-hmm. But I would wager a lot of the dialogue could easily be cut out, and like it's not the like going on tr- day trips and stuff and hanging out with friends, but it's the dialogue surrounding the ca- uh, dungeons and the yeah. castles where it's like oh, man, we're going to invade this castle. Here's our discussion plan for, like, 20 minutes about it. And then you're in the castle. It's like, oh, man, we're inside the castle. Let's talk about our invasion plan for how to do the castle. It's like, oh, man, we just beat the castle. Here's our discussion of how to beat the, how we just beat the castle for, like, 20 minutes. It's like, man, that's an hour of dialogue. We could have just cut right out <laughs> for every yeah. dungeon. There may be some truth to that. That's that's definitely accurate. Um, that's what stuck out the most to me. Where I'm just like, mm-hmm. come on, guys, let's just speed this up. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it, but I'm like, I catch myself in this weird mode where I'm like, oh, if I make this decision, it might affect me in New Game Plus. And I'm like, Mark, stop. You have so many other games to play. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't be thinking about New Game Plus right now. <laughs> like, you have so much other stuff to do. Like, 
Yeah. For example, the first chapter of the New Life is Strange game. Like, I need to get to that. I know Doug played it. I didn't play it yet. I and watched I'm in, the last play in, of it. I'm embarrassed to say I haven't played it yet. I own it. I already. Dude, I bought you, it day one. I bought it the I know, first day. I but can't I, believe you haven't gotten around to play. It's because like I'm trying be priority to priority number one. It's because I'm no, trying like, to be drop persona. everything, <laughs> drop everything, and get on it. It's like it's worth it. As like a Life is Strange fan, I think you'll be happy. But uh, me and Bren were. If you didn't, if you weren't going to be on the podcast tonight, Bren and I were probably going to do a spoiler cast. But I'm thinking we might save that for an episode with Judge it. Greg. Okay. Oh yeah. Can how? Uh, let me let me try and power power my way through that game maybe i can jump on that but you can do uh, it uh, do it right it. now do it during the podcast do it right now during the- <laughs> no <laughs> yeah no. uh it's actually i want to say like maybe only three hours long or so so you oh, can okay. really yeah. just knock that out in one sitting like you i should could really knock can. that out i could yeah. definitely but knock that out the downside is the one thing i will say about that because that was going to be one of the games i bring up is like now it's back to waiting game it's like you yep. finish the episode and it's like oh when it's am i getting episode two Holy all over dude. again <laughs> yeah dude it's it's traumatizing because i am so ready to know what happens next and i can't and i'm like uh yeah that's what i was kind of thinking with the wolf among us too I'm ain't gonna wait because you never know there might be glitches and stuff day one and who knows it might be terrible like there are some games that came out and are just unabashedly bad right off launch um but especially for Wolf Among Us 2 I was gonna wait just so they're all out so I could just play through it all at once because I, I don't want to do that waiting again yeah it's mm-hmm. it's really painful but if you're a diehard fan you do want to be on the it's- cutting edge of it yeah, it's I fine if you. it's like I guess a TV show or something when it's week to week to week and it's steady wait. But when it's just like games like this where it's just like I don't know, it could be like two months, and in between episode two <laughs> and three, it could be like a year. Like I don't know. Oh my god! Well, that I have to segue into this, and this is another game I was going to br- bring up. But uh, I've been playing Monument Valley a whole shitload again because I'm getting amped up for the sequel, which is already out for iOS, but not for Android. And I remember like months ago bringing it up, I'm like, oh, Monument Valley two, it's coming soon for Android. Months have gone by, and I'm like, what What does coming soon actually mean? Because, like, when am I going to get this fucking game? And I went on to Google Play, and you can actually pre-register for it. So I'm like, well, what? la-di-da. Like, what the fuck does that mean? When it comes out, it's going to just, like, email me or some shit? Like, I don't know. Probably. And revisiting it, I had already bought the game, so I was able to download it. And then I also had the DLC for it, The Forgotten Shores, which is an additional eight uh, levels of puzzle solving. And God, that game is just so fucking good. I feel like... There's plenty of crit- criticism for like mobile games and people being like, oh, they're all just shitty. But like Monument Valley stands out as just like a, an amazing game. And it's, it's, it can only really be done on mobile or tablet or like that kind of platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mobile games aren't inherently shitty. It's just the market. They're just so easy to copy and the laws haven't caught up to it yet. So there's so many clones of something and then it just gets reported and taken down without any ramifications and then it gets cloned again and there's another one. And it just absolutely flooded the market because it was pay-to-win stuff and people saw it as a quick money-making scheme. So there definitely are good mobile games like Alpha Bear and Monument Valley. And um, Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck, there was one that was like Dark Souls, but for your phones, I forget what it was called now. Uh, I think it's called Candy Crush. Is that is it Candy Crush? Yeah, no. <laughs> Sudoku. No, that's not it. <laughs> but I forget what it's called, but it was like a $5.99 game. So it's like, oh, that's kind of pricey for a mobile game. But they were good quality games at least up to two i don't know if three was that great Mm -hmm. shit i i don't even know what to call it so i'm not gonna look it up but if you played it you played it because they were out years ago i had on my ipod touch back before they were like smartphones Mm -hmm. um but so there are good mobile games but it's just unfortunate that for every one good mobile game, there's about eh, like five thousand five hundred i would (laughs) say five thousand like it's (laughs) so bad like Steam's yeah, you're pretty, not wrong Steam's at pretty all. flooded lately with like cheap, bad RPG maker games, but like mobile is so much worse than everything else. So actually, so the other game I've been playing intermediately on my Steam Link and on my PC is called uh it's it's the other game made by Don't Nod from Life is Strange. Um, you know, the uh the cyberpunk Oh, uh Remember uh, Me. Remember yes. me yes, remember me. I've been playing that. I, I took a really long time off from that. I got a couple hours in and then it stopped. But I, I picked it back up at a, uh, a LAN recently. and uh, Oh, you finally remembered it. I did. I did remember it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was nice. Good. It was a good one. I won't be able to sleep tonight because of that one. 
<laughs> keeps God you up at night, clawing yeah. at the walls, <laughs> screaming, yeah. "Why, God, why?" It's that game is really like if you told me that was made by the Life of Strange creators and I didn't know it, I would be skeptical. I would, I will say that it is not even remotely similar to anything they've ever made. It is the most unique game. It's it's so far I would say seven point five out of ten. It's been That's... good. It has a lot of problems, but it's still really good. The story's awesome. The mechanics yeah. are 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 solid, but there's there's some a couple issues. So it's it's not a long game, eight ten hours most likely. So I'll probably power through it once I finish Persona Five, which is on my list, <laughs> and I, I'm going to beat that game. I am going to beat it. I will never talk about it again. <laughs> on this podcast. Actually, that's not true. I'll probably talk that's about it true. again. Yeah, new Game Plus, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I said that about Binding of Isaac, and I relapsed yeah. after a few months. So, yeah. Uh, I have a couple mobile games, too, I've been playing. Um, You know, been investing in cryptocurrencies and all that kind of stuff so Ooh. you know that's not video games at all but if you want to hear about it hit me up yeah bitcoin or something else uh ethereum and litecoin i i'm i have yet to in- invest in bitcoin specifically although i was thinking about doing it because of how much of the market crashed this week i don't understand the stock market at all so i'm not going to begin to try and understand the crypto stock market so i'm just it's like really if Step, you take three hours out of your day to research it, you will be up to speed. I'm serious. I think you probably want to invest in RuneScape money, mm-hmm. uh, gold. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, because I think Mark had about like a billion or something. <laughs> no, don't no. bring it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yeah. Uh, so me, no, me and my buddy at work got really... Um, we got really into it out of nowhere and started kind of feeding off of each other's energy to keep investing in cryptocurrency. And, uh, that's yeah, called now, an enabler. Yeah. Now we both have hundreds of dollars invested in cryptocurrency and oh, we're okay. kind of, we're kind of just like look at waiting around for a while. We were both up like hundreds of dollars because of how well the market was doing. And I was mining a certain altcoin at the same time. I was, I was mining Sia coins in my free time. And I, I still do that, so I have a couple thousand Sia coins uh, on my local desktop. But I also have paid for coins like Ethereum and, and Litecoin. But um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time for this kind of stuff. It's kind of the Wild West still. Not many people really know where it's going. China just banned exchanges. Which is a huge thing. Which what? is why. So the, yeah, the reason why the market crashed for the past two days. So exchanges are the way you would buy and sell coins. The same way you would buy and sell stocks in a stock market exchange. China banned cryptocurrency exchanges in their country. So that means people in China started selling off like crazy, and the market just crashed. But they're doing it strategically, where. They'll sell off at a certain price, the market crashes, and then it goes back up when people are buying in, and then they cr- they sell again, and it crashes again, and it's just been an absolute, like, dude, it's been such a whirlwind. Um, I'm holding, though, meaning I'm not selling. I'm holding on to my currency. I'm predicting it to go back up again in a, oh, in a long time. I'm playing I the thought, long game. It sounds like you're holding drugs yeah, I thought or, you like, had a gun or something. No, yeah. no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting <laughs> hey, man, for the... Holding? No, I'm waiting for the long game, so I'm saying in a couple months uh, it's going to go back up and I'll be back on my feet. Although I'm lucky because I was I was really smart about it and I kept buying on every crash. So every crash I would buy a bit, wait mm-hmm. for it to go up, and when it would go down I'd buy and then it would go back up and I would buy when it would crash again. So I'm not even worried at all. I haven't really even lost that much. Uh, so it's like a game in and of itself. It really is. It's so awesome. I love Except it. Except there's real money. Yeah it, yeah, it is really a game with your own real money. As long as it's not, like, all of your money. All no, of them, yeah. no, I'm not. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. No, there's a rule with, with investing in cryptocurrencies where, like, if you lost all of it, would you be able to support yourself? And if the answer is no, then you invested too much money. Yeah, so, for sure. I mean, that's I the same not even, stocks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm not even close to that, so I'm fine. So <laughs> it's it's just... 
it's just a way for me to potentially buy a brand new DDR pad that comes out in October. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. That's good. Uh, you nerdy foresight. little bastard. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I've taken up the mic for a bit now. So let's hear, let's hear the voices of uh, the other members of the podcast for a bit. Uh, before the storm. Uh, like I said, I haven't been playing yes. it because I don't think it's that great. And I didn't want to spend money on it, so I just watched a Let's Play of it. And uh, I've heard some people really loving it. I heard some people that say they hate it, Life is Strange, and they love Before the Storm. They think that it's better. Oh, no. I would not go that far. I, Fuck that noise. I think it's Dolt Nod's B-team, and I think that's apparent, at least in my opinion. I think everything's kind of watered down and worse. That's just my opinion, but I also wasn't the biggest Life is Strange fan on the podcast. Hey, so, you watch yeah. it now. I mean, I was still a fan. I just wasn't the biggest compared to you and Doug. Like, you guys loved it much more than I did. We were definitely more diehard. And that's the thing. As the big Life is Strange fan, this, like, is definitely feels like a Life is Strange game. Like, the only, like, my main complaints is Chloe, how, like, ultra angsty she is. It's, like, unbelievable. And, like, the the major complaint would be the whole Rachel Amber thing. And I don't want to ruin things for Mark, but, like, it's just crazy how everyone's so obsessed with her, and Brent's called it out before, and yeah. it's just, it's true, like, it's absolutely insane how it, there's, like, this weird obsession going on with this this character in this story, and it's like, and, as someone who's played Life is Strange, you know what happens to her, so it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? There's, it's not spoiling anything, but there's, like, she since she's in it, there's lines where, like, her and Chloe are talking, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna do this in five years, it's like, ha ha ha, yeah, what no, a shame. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no. It's true. No. And, and that's, oh, yeah, no, I, I can't really say anything because I know Mark's excited to play this. So, ah, we are going to do a spoiler cast on this hardcore. Mm. Bren's welcome to join. It, uh, most likely, Judge Greg will be there too. So, look forward to that in the future. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's one I've been playing as well. Uh, what else? Uh, I finished Sonic Mania, at least the Sonic and Tails, like, playthrough of it. Um, still great. Was it still everything it. you thought it would be? Yes, but it was also, like, unnecessarily difficult at times like it got really tough sometimes i talked about this in previous episodes um some of the hitboxes were just real off like there's parts where a platform would be moving up against a ledge and you'd be like oh yeah i can survive this and it f- there's a hitbox that goes around sonic it doesn't conform to his body so it would kill me even though i still thought i had like a good few inches so that got annoying a, a couple of times especially like in the water level where you're panicking underwater trying to get breath it's still absolutely great. Like any complaints I have with it are fairly nitpicky in the long in the big scheme of things. I still highly recommend it to anyone who likes platformers or Sonic or playing things at a high speed and trying to relive your childhood and then realizing you're much much worse at it. <laughs> but it's it's still great. So I got to play through Sonic, got to play through his Tails, and got to play through his Knuckles to see if they're any different. Um, but besides that, uh, I got a uh, Nier Automata last week. And I already have that's right. 24 hours into it. Oh, damn. That's crazy. Because, yeah, when we last left off, you just said you were going to start playing it. So that's cool. How is it so far? Great. I really enjoy it. it I can. It's definitely a platinum game. The combat is definitely a lot of flourishes, a lot of big exaggerated attacks. Your weapon, your sword is like twice the size you are. And then your bigger sword is like three times the size you are. Mm-hmm. You. The whole point of the game is you played through it multiple times. So it's not New Game Plus where, like, oh, I got all my same gear and stuff. You you do, though. But it's also, the game's different when you play through it. So it's not a huge spoiler, but I don't want to talk much about it. But the first time you played through, you played through as 2B, the main character. And the whole time you have kind of a sidekick assistant that helps you with the story called 9S. The second time you play through it, you play through it as 9S. Whoa. And the more you play through it, the more stuff changes. And I don't know what, but it, it changes and apparently gets really, I don't know, I want to say trippy. Like, it's not an acid trip, but it gets very interesting the way they do stuff and the way they play around with the game. So I'm looking forward to that. And apparently each subsequent playthrough is shorter. So it's not, I, I believe it was like 16 hours for playing as 2B. So it's not 16 hours for every playthrough. It's like 12 hours, then 10 hours, then 8 hours, then maybe like half an hour for the last like two or so. How does it feel oh, to be an uh, anime girl with an eye patch on? Uh, it's not an eye patch; it's actually a blindfold. Both of her eyes are covered. So, how does it feel to be an anime fun. girl with an eye patch on? <laughs> it, uh, a blindfold with a blindfold <laughs> on. <laughs> it uh, feels pretty great. Uh, I will say that to oh, be thank I, God. I believe 
is like Widowmaker from Overwatch, wherein there was a full team dedicated to just modeling her ass. Like, there is so much attention to oh, detail God. put on this. And she's wearing, like, a big, like, gothic Lolita skirt, and uh, you can self-destruct at any time. And if you survive it, there's, like, different chips you can implant, and they really play around with it. So, you can, can even you get, just, you can dissect can you your whole implants, HUD. Can you get implants that affect the shape of your ass? No. Though Damn I wouldn't it. be surprised <laughs> if that's, like, a mod or some DLC or something. But... Uh, if you can get one that makes it makes it so you survive your uh, self destruct, and when you do, the lower half of her skirt blows off, and she's wearing like a thong, like unitard, and it's not just like you know, like a wrestling unitard, like it's a thong, like it's way up there. Well, so, it has to be, jeez. Yeah, so they definitely have like purposely made her like overtly sexual and stuff, and most of the time it's not like in your face, but anytime you're climbing a ladder or towards the end when her skirt starts getting beat up, it's like eh. if you have a problem with it, it's gonna. You know, stick out there. Do you usually pause on the ladder and go up and down a little Jeez. bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just roll up and down. But I, I typically <laughs> only do that when I'm playing as 9S in the second playthrough. Because, like, he's got them little booty shorts and, like, mmm, boy. Uh, <laughs> but it's very interesting. It's very existential of, like, where do we draw the line between life and robots? Like, do every, what you, you play as are androids that are similar, like, to humans. They're meant to resemble their human creators, and then you're fighting you're fighting machines that are very overtly mechanical creatures and don't necessarily look humanoid at all. So, so just because it's a robot wearing a thong, people are still like turned on by it. Like, what the fuck, Doug? What you put a picture of Thomas the Tank Engine getting butt fucked on our website earlier? That has nothing. Month. That's not. What do you mean? People was, get sexualized. Came up in conversation. Every, people sexualize everything. Why? Oh, why true. does this surprise you? I don't know. It just. I saw Clippy from Microsoft Word who pops up like, hey, I see you're writing a paper. Need any help? I saw Clippy Rule 34 where it was man pregnant. Like, it was a pregnant Clippy. God damn it. The amount of sexualized porn on the internet is endless. So the fact that you're, like, questioning a robot that looks identical to a human is sexualized is like, of course. Absolutely. Of course. It's best not to think too much about this. So let's move on to something else. (laughs) Good call. But uh, the game's really great. Uh, I can see, though, how it can get real repetitive and tedious. I've heard some people kind of, it was overhyped for some people, all the different endings, and by the end of it, they just wanted it to end and get over with because they weren't they weren't as awestruck and surprised by the different playthroughs as it justified having to play through it all those times. So I'm still really enjoying it. There's nothing that it does really exceptionally well. The combat's not amazing, the animation's not amazing, the dialogue's not amazing, but it all works well together and makes it a good game. So even only on... There's 26 endings, one for every letter of the alphabet. And I've gotten seven or so right now, and I'm still really enjoying it. But that's because two of the endings are actually playing through, and then five of the endings they got were just, like, dying instantly. So if you're back on your spaceship and you self-destruct immediately, that's an ending. And the credits fly by in, like, two seconds. And then there's one where a person has, like, a fish, and they're like, hey, I hear androids act weird when they eat this fish. Why don't you eat it? You save the game, and you eat the fish, and you die instantly. And that's another ending. So it's definitely... It's aware that it's a game. It's very, like, meta and uh, makes fun of that. And they play around it. And it's it's really enjoyable, and I do like it a lot. Uh, but I can see, like, for Mark, I don't think this is a good game for you because it requires multiple playthroughs to actually get the full impact of it. So even though the first playthrough was only 18 hours or so, getting all of them is probably going to be, like, 60 to 70 or so. Okay. so That makes I, sense. Well, I do want to play it because I've heard it's one of, like, the best games of the year. according Yeah, for sure. According to a lot of people. So I, I I'll get to it at some point. It's It's one of those things where I don't know if it's one of the best video games I've ever played this year, but I like I don't think it's the as a game I don't think it's uh, the best in any regard. There's mm-hmm. some parts where it falls flat, but I love what they're doing. They're definitely utilizing the medium well and are really playing around with the thought of it. So um, as 9s, you're like a hacker and you can hack into the different robots. And one of the little side missions is just hacking into robots and seeing how they think. Mm-hmm. And you just follow around one machine who's just getting progressively more and more depressed until he eventually kills himself. And it's oh. like, and if you just think about it, like on just that level, it's like, yeah, well, that's not really crazy. But if you, once you get into it and really find the story of like, 
they're machines. They shouldn't have abstract thought, let alone questioning their ex- ex- uh, existence and what their existence is in this universe, and to the point where they get so depressed that they have to end their own life. Like, that shouldn't happen for a machine, and they talk about that in the game, and it gets kind of interesting if you really let yourself get involved into the story. That reminds me of an anime called, uh, called uh, Ergo Proxy. Where God, I still don't fucking understand that. Show. I love that anime. It's so good. It and looks that, nice, but I don't fucking get anything that happened in it. It's so good. If you look up at what happens, if you look up descriptions of what happens, it'll make sense. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? What? iRobot with Will Smith. Uh, <laughs> no. 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 I mean, <laughs> kind of. Like, <laughs> no, I was kidding. I mean, But it's kind of, it's robots gaining awareness. Like, it kind of. You know what? I'm going to start. I'm going to start an anime podcast, and it's going to be the best oh, thing ever, and it's going to come out in 2015, and it's going to end in 2015, <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be super kawaii, and I'm going to talk about that that show there. So it's just a okay. heads up to all the listeners, Great. all right? <laughs> um, but yeah, Nier Automata, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm definitely going to be playing through all of it, trying to get all the endings. I'm not going to get try and get 100% because there's so much little shit involved in it. But it does kind of a neat Dark Souls, let it die sort of thing, where you're not playing online, but you'll find destroyed Android bodies of other players. And then you can either retrieve parts from them and get a bunch of good gear from them, or you can repair them and they'll help you out for a little bit until they either die or disappear. Because they can't keep up with you when you're running. So it's neat that there's this little, like, you know, ghost system like in Dark Souls where you can see how people died and they can help you out in that way. Uh, one of my favorites is I found a guy <laughs> who must have just fallen to the death because there was no robots or machines around to kill him. His name was uh, Soft Meat Tony. And <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was his in-game name. And I guess the parentheses was his like Steam handle. And his Steam handle was PME Your Hentai. So I was like, Soft Meat Tony, I like this guy. <laughs> God damn Did it. you do so, it? Did you fulfill his request? No, I'm not a smut peddler. All right, I take man. respect in my online yeah. gaming. But yeah, it's it's a really it's a really cool game. It's well done. Um, I I know some people have connected with it, saying like it's their b- favorite game of all time, best game of the year, like by far hands. Down. I haven't done that. I haven't connected it with it in that way. But I definitely love them playing around with the medium and really utilizing it as a game and really really doing stuff unique that you can't do in any other format so it's worth that alone like it, i would say it's easily worth 40 dollars, if not the full 60 but if you're hesitant you know wait for it to go on sale sounds good Definitely. man oh fun fact about near automata apparently uh previous guest of the show i almost said former again previous guest of the show sean fuller of the horribly awkward yes. podcast he just had kira buckland the voice actress of 2B on his show, and it's a it's a great listen. So I recommend our listeners check it out if that sounds interesting to you. Yeah, I've actually met Kira a few times. She's a nice lady. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, uh, and then the last game is one we both played, but Mark yeah. is not. So I'm not sure should we talk about it now or uh, I'm no. thinking about it. No, I mean I you have too many games to play anyway. Mark. <laughs> Let's just spoil this. Well, for that, you. no, don't it's, no. Actually, don't spoil it because I'm that is my next game. Like I'm oh, going, God damn. I'm going to play that within this week. Let's just be sure it's the same game, real quick. It's the last day of June. It's Napoleon Dynamite. God damn it, no, Mark! But, <laughs> it, but, but no, are you that... going to play that next, Mark? Oh no! Oh, that's the game I got a key for, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I will play that. That is not the. I was not talking about that game though. So okay, that's also that's like three mean. hours. You can knock that out in one sitting too. Okay. All right. You know what? Go ahead and talk about it. I'll still play it. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. It's really, it'll kind of just give you an idea of what you're in for, and maybe you'll recognize if it's something you don't want to necessarily do. But, okay, so, (laughs) uh, not not, not to talk anything bad about the game, there's a few uh, points of, like, that I want to critique for sure, but overall, definitely a really compelling kind of narrative. Well, also... To disclose it up front, the developer sent us the keys for it, so we got it for free. Exactly, and that's and we wanted to give them like some kind of review. So let's do that by first of all saying if we, what would you give it out of ten if you had to, Bren? Because Bren and I both played it. Uh, I always hate doing number systems because it's it's so it's subjective. Just the most to widely the accepted. Yeah, I just it. 
there's a lot of reasons why it's not good and people rely too heavily on it. But yeah, for a quick conveyance of it. Um Maybe we should do out of five. I don't know. <laughs> uh you talk about it real quick. Let me see how much. All right. It was. So well, the basic premise is uh, you start. It's like a, it's a story about love and loss. So you start as this main character. He's got he's balding and he has and he's he's bald entirely and he has glasses and you're with his significant other and you're at this lake scene where you guys are having a picnic and it's a, this very cute environment. Mm-hmm. The art style is really well done and just it's, uh, like watercolor kind of style, but yeah, like, it meets like soft. pixelated. It's soft. Yeah, very it's kind soft. of like a minimalist 3D game where yes, all like the spheres aren't round. Like it's you can see the polygons that are in it, but it's kind of like a low res and it's done intentionally. And we've talked about this before. And um, exactly, sometimes it works great. Like uh, when it's the shadowing on different stuff, it looks rounded on the shadowing. But I noticed sometimes when the shadows were in the character's eyes, you could see the uh, choppiness of like the pixels, like the definitely shadows in the depths and like kind of in the curvatures of stuff kind of got broken up so that threw off because you're looking at their eyes the whole time because they don't have any and it's kind of weird yeah that's that is the only like real creepy aspect of the game um well and also oh okay so the idea is you take your wife it starts to rain and you have to drive her home and you live in this very small town where there's a handful of characters so you have the kid the old man, the hunter, and the friend of your significant other. Yeah. And all of them have a role in what happens on this fateful day where you're driving your wife home from the picnic in the rain. And long story short, you crash in a new in a variety of different ways, all dependent on what those characters had been doing earlier in that day. Mm-hmm. So you wake up alone because your your wife has passed away and you're you're in a wheelchair, so you must have been some kind of paralyzed from the v- from the accident and sh- your wife was a painter so you go into this one room in your house and there's all these paintings and it's like kind of psychedelic in this way that the paintings light up and you have the option to put your hand on it and like remember like what happened that day and it keeps taking you back to this day at like six o'clock is like when you can take actions to prevent the thing from happening and then seven o'clock is when the actual accident happens so it's got a real Groundhog's Day vibe of like you're reliving this as a variety of different characters impacting I, how the outcome of this day is. I was thinking of it as up meets the butterfly effect, which means no okay. one no one's happy. There's no happy endings. It's all sad. Like just everything about it's sad. So it's just like, yeah. oh fuck. But there was a straight up Shyamalan twist there at the end that I don't know if many people actually saw coming. But overall, the one thing that I was going to get at as far as a critique would be, and I'm sure other reviewers have had the same problem, is since you are reliving the same thing over and over again, let's say I wanted to play as the kid, uh, you have to re- rewatch the same like cutscenes like over and over again. And it almost and seems over, like they, the over, game would really benefit from like a skip scene button. And it's like, I, I, and I, I guess they prevent you from doing that because they want to like instill in your head like, this is like happening over and over and you have to like put up with it. And it's kind of like, I'm not sure. I think that's what they were going for and I get it, but also just give me the option to skip it. I do just want to blast through this so I can go on to the next game. I'm like Mark. Yeah. It's not so much like emotional scenes that you have to relive (laughs) and they strain on you and you're just like, Oh God, it's tearing me apart over. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Lisa. Uh, But it's more of just like, cause it shows the scenes every time you relive it. But it doesn't show the whole scene. It just shows like the beginning of it. But it shows so shows you like a full minute of the beginning of it every time. That's unskippable, and it's not sped yes. up at all. So you have to go back, do something as a kid, go as like the friend next door, do something as her, then go back as the kid, then go back as the friend next door, then go to the hunter. So you have to do it multiple times for different characters, and seeing it over and over and over and over again gets really annoying. Like yes. it could be emotional if it was like seeing the wife die or something. But instead, you're just seeing the kid wake up from a nap over and over and over and over <laughs> yes, again. Yes, that's like the one that sticks out in my mind. But I do have to give them credit for like, it, they did kind of fix it in the way that like, okay, so let's say you play the, as the hunter the first time and you go and shoot at the bird and like get the dog. Like first you have to go tell the kid to not use the kite so you can have access to the dog. And then the dog prevents the bird from going to different trees and shit. And as you're shooting the birds, like you basically chase the bird in one direction and get him to a certain area where he drops off this metal. And then let's say you go and play as another character later, and then you come back as a hunter. 
it'll like seem like you're starting off like you're gonna have to shoot the first tree with the bird and you're like oh fuck i'm gonna have to do this all over again but after it does that it'll like transport you to the metal like right away so like there are moments where the game is like aware of like i'm yeah. not gonna make you go through that all over again but even still like i i the, like you said with the kid waking up it's like just let me skip that shit if i have to see the camera slowly pan zoom in on the uh, sailboat sign that like points to the lake yo god they do that yeah. every single time and if they do it like and it drags on for maybe about two minutes and that doesn't seem long when you say two minutes, but when you're sitting through it for the fifth time, it yeah, really like, feels like a long time. Yeah, for sure. But it is really interesting how the different characters interact and in, uh, the different ways that, like, the puzzles are genuinely, like, challenging and, like, you, not, like, challenging. It's just, like, uh, stimulating if you're looking for, like, a little puzzle. And there are these little, like, bubbles. If you're the correct character, you can collect. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, um, I, I guess, I, I don't know. I think I missed two of them. Yeah, I missed yeah, the ones I I missed the ones for the friend. I got all the hunter boy and old man. Mhm. But it can be uh tough. I think the kid there's like three options for the friend there's only two, for the hunter there's I think four. He has the most and then the old man there's one. So it it varies up and it it's tough to tell because when I was playing as the friend, I didn't know that I had to go back as the boy and then change stuff as the boy and then go back as the friend. Like that exactly. wasn't clear so I had to look that up. But it, it is interesting, but there's a good, like, uh, like 20, 30 minutes in the beginning where you don't really do anything. It's more of a visual novel. It didn't need to be a game. And it's not until you start trying to replay the different scenes to change the outcome of your wife's death that it becomes an actual game and a puzzle. Whereas everything before that is just a story. So I understand if they're trying to tell a very emotional story, and they did a good job at it. But... With real no reason to be interactive at all. You can walk around and pick up flowers as the husband, and you can look at different stuff and rearrange the house and paintings. But there was no reason for it to be a game, it seemed, except for those, you know, shuffling around the different series of events. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I could, I could see it as a short film for sure, but like, that's the thing. Um, I, I did enjoy the game overall. I wish there was more reason for it to be a game. I wish there was more mechanics or something to do besides just like, here's five points. And that's it. Like everything else besides those five points didn't need to be in a game. It could have been in a short. So I, that kind of annoyed me, but I, I knew what they were going for. I knew they're going for a very story heavy, narrative heavy game. So exactly. I can understand and I, that. I think that's why they had everything so long and drawn out and no option to skip anything. Cause it made like, you have to admit towards like what the last half hour of gameplay shit kind of hits the fan or it's like a completely different. It's a big change from what you've been like. It's like, oh, repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. Like, what? Like, what that, is happening? That I liked, so, but I feel like, at least for me, I'm, maybe it's because I play a lot of games and I see where stories are going before they actually get there. Yeah. But I would have liked to have seen that earlier, or at least some semblance of that change happening earlier. Maybe not the full, like, the town sort of starts destroying at the end and, like, kind of getting torn apart. Maybe not full-blown destruction at, uh, at the third person, but maybe, like, a sign, like, you hear the wife crying or something, or some semblance of you making an impact or something happening much earlier until the very yeah. end like it's at the very end of the game i feel like that was more of like the shock factor though because like i didn't even see that coming i'm like whoa i didn't expect this game to do this and it it was interesting and so like i guess we already are spoiling the hell out of this game so let's just go ahead and it's say real like, short. what kind of happens yeah it's like Though, yeah, like Bren mentioned, like the town starts falling apart, like the ground starts to break around you and like lights pe- coming through and it's very like you're in like some kind of dream world or something and you hear your wife screams and you're like, it's preventing you from going different ways and you have to navigate all around to get to where your destination is to deliver this gift. And uh, long story short, it's really like sad because you, this whole time you're, you're, you know, your wife's dead and this is kind of like up for interpretation. I'm interested to see Bren's opinion. But it, you go back to the day it all happened and you're running in the rain, you go to the car and you have the option to get in the car, but he seems like very hesitant. So you go around to the op, op, other side, the passenger seat, and she decides to drive instead. So to me, that seems like him offering up his own life to be like, I'm going to be the one who dies so you don't have to. And but and then the interesting thing, as you're in the car and she's driving that whole sequence, you have the option to tell her what happened. Like you just hit X to tell her. And like we've mentioned, the game has no real dialogue. So it's like you just it's up for interpretation. He's probably like, 
I've been having these crazy dreams like you died and I'm going through all this shit to make sure that you don't die and stuff. And then the camera pans out and the the crash happens with you in the passenger seat and you see her at a graveyard with your the glasses on the tombstone. And it's just like really depressing because all along it was, I, I don't know if it was all along this guy was dead and it was like in his dying moments, he was going through this like in his brain or if like him actually going back in the past and changing this by switching seats with her, like to be like, you deserve to live, not me. Because yeah. He loves her. That's what something I, I was thinking about that could be taken, that could be interpreted differently between people and that could make it interesting. It's either yeah. she actually did die and he was crippled and he was reliving these events, trying to alter it. And he couldn't in any uh, way leading up to it until the very end when he switches places. Or this is what's going through his mind, and he was actually the one who died, and she lived, and this is just him reliving it. Because you do find her journal at the very end, and she was drawing out all the different pictures of the yes. friend, the son, the hunter, the old man, and seeing like the different routes that you were taking, and she was crossing them out the ones that didn't work. And you see the scribbles get progressively more and more intense and like uh, depraved, and she, you hear her screaming. So I saw that as kind of a way of she was reliving that day over and over again in her head, trying to figure out what could have changed what could have been different that your uh, her husband would have lived and she finds out that nothing like by the end she's just scribbling the whole page black because nothing would have changed that so that kind of yeah. seemed like she was the one that actually lived and he was the one that died and i think that's like kind of the moral of the game it's like sometimes we lose people that we love and there's nothing we can do about it no matter how much you go over it in your head and it's like yeah there's all sorts of circumstances of like being in the right place or the wrong place at the right or wrong time. It's just, and, or like this could have happened or had they left just two minutes later. Like you can't do that to yourself. So I think that's kind of, this game is like therapy for people that have gone through that. And it's just more or less, yeah, an emotional experience for sure. Yeah. It's a pretty standard, uh, storytelling method of like predestination and, you know, that you can't really alter the world or if you do, it's at a sacrifice, such a great sacrifice. It's usually always your own life or the character's own life. So we've seen that time and time again in different uh, stories. So it's not a new yeah. moral, but it is a new way of telling it. And I think they did it pretty well. The music was good. The art was pretty beautiful. Um, I do like that they had no eyes. It definitely made it unique where you know what game it is just by looking at it. And it did yes. add a creepy fact. I don't know if it was intentional, but it did add moments where it was kind of creepy if they had the lighting off like behind them or kind of wrong. And it kind of brought that dark tone back to the game where it's like, oh yeah, it's just a cute game. I'm chasing a dog or a bird or something. It's just like, Oh God, <laughs> right? like now I'm remembering like what I'm doing. I'm trying to save my yeah. wife and unborn child's life. So it kind of adds to that. And I, I did enjoy it. But, and that, that was kind of cool how it all wrapped up. It was very adorable though. So like all this dark and sadness, but then at the very end, your child, uh, walks up to your mother and hands her a flower, which is like one of the first things you do with her. Mm-hmm. And she just like embraces him, like, cause it's just like reminds her of you who's no longer with us. So. Yeah. I did I did enjoy it overall. I felt like at the very end, when the world starts falling apart, you're playing as the old man and you're delivering a gift that starts off the whole cycle of events. Mm-hmm. And it kind of felt, yeah. as the old man, the, shut up, Mark. <laughs> 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 the world's falling apart. He hasn't talked in five minutes, now he's getting sassy. Um, no, it just reminded me of a uh, something that happened today. I was in a meeting and they said, hey, Mark, how how do you feel about this timeline? And I said... Yeah, that that's good. That's a good timeline. And then it we'll have it done me, by the last it, day of June. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, right now. It's like, hey, Mark, how do you feel about this game? And I'm like, hey, it's, yeah, it's a good game. I I want to play it. Oh, it's a good. I, I'm gonna play the game. See, here's okay. the difference, though, Mark. We're not asking you what you thought about the game. You're be, you're being quiet and sitting in the corner while the adults talk for a minute. And it's oh, saying, Jesus. hey, Mark, why do you think that some people pursue their dreams and some don't? And I say. I think yeah. it's because of the of their motivation, and I I say that it really is intrinsic, and you need to push yourself. You need to push yourself to get to that point, and no one can do it for you. But it really needs to come from from deep down within. And no matter what it is, whether it be athletic or or purely academic, that's all on you. You need to push yourself. And any failures you achieve in your life or don't achieve in this sense, it's on you because 
Now I understand why you don't let Wait, us introduce the show that, anymore, Doug. That, that, exactly. I, I, now I just want a motivational health and fitness podcast from Mark. I do not. This is. <laughs> it's a shame Mark's such a nerd because you would be a great athlete after like the post game press conference of just giving no answer but talking endlessly, like where you just talk in circles. And it's like, oh, you didn't actually give any real information. It's like, yeah, we just we, we tried hard, we played good, and we're just gonna keep uh keep shooting for the goal, and uh hopefully we uh come back stronger, and better next year. It's just like, what the? F- yeah. That was nothing. Like <laughs> you might come, you might uh find a future in politics too. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but I'll just say real quick at the very end, the last like segment of the old man, cracks are forming in the world trying to like prevent you from getting to the house and giving the package. And I don't know if this is how they meant for it, but it kind of felt like the old man was like the like the grim reaper of like death. Like he was coming no matter what, and you're playing as him. So you're you're going to keep going to the house and you keep giving her a present, which is going to you know unfold the events to her death like over and yeah. over and over again. Like nothing was going to stop you. So I kind of got this weird ominous feeling. That like he was like a Grim Reaper character, so I, I enjoyed That's interesting. that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's a small studio. I think they're based out of Italy. Like all of their music and stuff is uh, through Universal Music at, uh, Italy. So uh, it's cool to see a game like the, like getting a game over here, like from a different country, and seeing it done well. Especially because they have no language in the game, so they didn't yeah. have to worry about translating it. Like they had. A translator section in the credits but the only thing that needed to be translated is the menu options that's true that's actually really genius how they made it such a universal game that it's yeah. like no matter what language you can just understand this i was wondering when they were doing the dialogue for it because it's all like sim- like in the sims like the simonian language which is like blah 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 i'm wondering if they yeah. ever said a line in it that actually was some language that they didn't intend to be and be like oh wait that's actually some uh, insult in Russian and like oh we gotta, gotta take that out like didn't didn't mean for it we were just saying gibberish and it turned out to be a real language yeah maybe you never know As yeah. there's so many languages out there oh my god you never know but I don't know they did try to make it very mumbly so hopefully there isn't a mumble language out there <laughs> but yeah overall that game I think I I'm torn between a seven or eight but I think I'm just gonna go ahead and say an eight out of 10 for me at least because i did enjoy the experience i'm not sure i'm gonna go revisit it anytime soon unless mm-hmm. like i lose a loved one and i'm like traumatized <laughs> or something you just so, want to be sad basically so but no i do recommend that game to anybody interested and sorry for spoiling it hopefully you enjoyed that it's it's one of those games where it's not so much the story and seeing the ending so much it is experiencing and going through all of it emotionally yes so i i did enjoy it and i did like what they tried or what what they did and achieved with it um, the game is $20, though, and like I said, it's only about three hours or so, and it's there's not a lot of gameplay to it, and there really isn't any replay value. Like, once you're done, it's kind of it. So, I, I did enjoy it, I liked it, but I don't know if I would buy it for a full $20. Like, that's pretty pricey for how short of it it is. I can, yeah, I agree with that. That makes sense to me. I'd, I'd probably say 10, 10 to 15 at max probably would be best. So, I would aim to get it on a sale. Mm-hmm. I would do 15 if you know, like, if you want to see the style and you know it's going to be a sad game. Like, don't go into this thinking it's happy. Like, you have to know. Um, but it's very well done, and I, I hope a lot of people buy it. I hope they do well. And I, I will Me recommend too. it. I won't give it a number system, but I'll recommend it. It's good. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, And then the only other game I've really been playing is just Madden 18. I can't yeah, it up enough. Sports. Ooh, look at the sportsman over here. Look at me and my jockstrap and my shoulder pads. Dude, I'm a big man. I, I'm like the least person <laughs> to be into sports and stuff, but I do have a team. And like, I don't know, I was like, as ever since I was like a little baby, you could find like pictures and photo albums of me wearing like jerseys and shit. So my parents like raised me to be a Cowboys fan. So I know everyone hates the Cowboys. I'm sorry. But um. <laughs> Anyway, and that's why I got this because I'm like I'm a big fan of Dak Prescott and fucking Ezekiel Elliott and all of that. The nope. team's great, and it's cool being able to play like the fresh team members. One of the things that's like the neatest aspect of it is it's like syncing up with the real season now. So if like I log into the game, it'll be like it'll have all the matches of the upcoming season. Like so, like I guess this coming Sunday they play the Broncos. So if you go in it, the simulation, it's just like click of a button, and it's like you can play that game on Madden. So there's all sorts of different things. The single player is really good. I heard a lot of people hyping it up and I got around to playing it a little bit with like, you can pick the coach, you can pick a different player. Like it's, it's super elaborate. They've really gone above and beyond this time. I mean, the games, I've played Madden games every year almost. So like each, they just continue to get better and better. But like, I think I mentioned on the podcast, yeah, I, I was in Walmart and they, 
or maybe I don't know if I told this story, but I'll do it. It'll be brief. I, there was one copy left of Madden 18. I'm like, I need it. And then I go to get the guy with the keys. And by the time I come back, it, somebody else had gotten it. I was like, fuck. And all they had left was game of the year edition. So I was like, had to shell out an extra 20 bucks for that, for shit that I'm not even gonna, like, it's a game. I literally just want to play every now and then during football season. So whatever. I think that happened with uh, John from One Track Gamers with like a Switch. I remember he was saying like he went to Target and he's like, "Oh, hey, there's Switches here." It's like, "Oh, maybe on the way back I'll pick them up." And when he came back, they're all gone already. It's just like yeah, shit. It was, well, that's what I mean. It was literally in a in a gap of like five minutes. I'm like yeah. trying to get one of the employees with these keys, and somebody must have found somebody else with them before me. And I was like, "This is crazy." So that was mind boggling, and I was like pissed off. But whatever. At least I have the super hype version of it, and. It is. The graphics are crazy. It's minor glitches here and there. The game's just hard as hell. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you have to just be good at those kind of games. I'm, I rarely play any sports game, so I guess I'm a noob. But oh, one complaint though is how you do kickoffs and like field goals and shit. In the previous version, you just like would uh, hit down on your, uh, like your left analog stick and then up to kick it. Now you have to just like tap X twice, like at like a certain timed in- increment. And it's just like annoying. I don't know. I like the old way better. It'd be nice if you could like choose how you kick it. Maybe you can. And I'm just like missing that option. There's so many fucking options in this game. Kick it. I, I don't know if the games are complex because my brother would always try to get me to play them because he played them all the time and he wanted to beat me because he's got an inferiority complex and try to beat <laughs> me in anything. And I would always, he would always rage quit because I would start winning and he would immediately turn off the game. Because he's like, how, are you keep, how do you keep scoring against me? I'm like, well, I hit Ask Madden, which tells me what play to do. And then I just throw <laughs> it to literally any open player in the field, and I just run. Because sports aren't hard. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I find, that, like, now that, like, uh, I'm playing as the Cowboys and Dak Prescott's, like, a pretty mobile quarterback, I can, like, drop back in the pocket, see if anybody's open. If no one's open, I can just take off. Usually, like, my blocks are so good, it's just like I just run with him. And it's like, okay, well, now I'm getting better just because I have a quarterback that can run. But then sometimes you get slammed and it's like, fuck. Yeah, that's why I play Blood Bowl, because you can just murder the other team. Yeah, that sounds really fun, but also the R&D bullshit, not into that. RNG. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's (laughs) the research and development is so (laughs) scary. Whoops. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's after the last few rounds I played of Blood Bowl, I don't think I'll be playing it anytime soon. Like, I just got so fucked over. Fair enough. Um. All right, guys. Well, is there any kind of news before we maybe uh, revive an ancient dead conversation game? <laughs> uh, I got like two things real quick. Sure. Uh, last episode, we talked about uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, how they're going to have a full voice acting uh, cast, and it's super ambitious for an early access game. Uh, they shut me up because the game's out. Like That was like a week ago, <laughs> and the game's out now. And Shit. it's only $45. And for how much game there is, there's easily a hundred hours worth of gameplay in this. And damn, I'm still not even out of the tutorial area for the first one. And I'm so upset because I really want to play this one. We talking about uh, Heavenly Sword for PS3. Yep, you nailed it, Mark. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. God damn it. Yep. <laughs> um, he tunes out every now and then. Uh, no, but, I've like, been tuned in. I just I wanted to get my voice heard. I wanted to <laughs> let everyone know that I'm still. Hitting the big issues. I'm still thinking. I wish Keep we, on thinking, Mark. I wish we recorded in person so I could just yank Mark's mic out and just, like, take it away from him. Oh, um, God. But, yeah, I love Divinity Original Sin. And I, I really want to play the second one. But between the two of them, that's, like, 300 hours worth of gameplay that I know I'm going to get sucked into. And that's just a lot of time. Yeah. But, yeah. And it's fun because you can play it with up to four people and there's a D&D mode in it. So this is the closest we're going to get to, like, a really good D&D video game. But I don't have enough friends to play D&D online with, guys. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. We should get a podcast going around D&D. <laughs> right? That would be fun. Uh, nice D&D podcast, a. like, every two weeks or so. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and the other thing is they're working on a short anime prequel to Blade Runner 2049. Yes! Blade Runner oh 2049. Oh, my God. It's made by the Cowboy Bebop Studio. Oh, no, shit. It, the director. The director of Cowboy yep. Bebop is going to be making it. Watanabe. Watanabe, baby. Yeah. Damn. So I'm, cool. I'm excited for that because I love Cowboy Bebop and I love Blade Runner. I so, watch Cowboy Bebop every night before bed. I don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> That's very possible. 
I get Snapchats from Mark, and he's just either playing Life is Strange or watching Cowboy Bebop for the hundredth time. <laughs> hey, good good franchises there. Yeah. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah, that sounds fucking fantastic. That's all I got. Okay, well then, let's play I Was the Walrus. So we're playing Ob's Walrus. Um, I got some categories for you guys, so I guess I'm going to pit you both against each other. If memes were deities, which meme is your god? Done. I already know it. See, here's the problem. I want to go memes that nobody knows that I know because I've been around when before memes were a thing, when people, when no one knew what memes were. When there were memes, but we didn't call them memes. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I have I have a lot of those stored in the old noggin. Um, and I'm gonna go. I have mine, and I know I'm gonna say it, knowing very Wait, well no. I might lose. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna just say okay. it. But I mean, okay. Yeah, I know how this game. Oh, you're gonna works. pull a press continue on us. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no. it. We play by our own rules. Okay, I have mine, knowing very full well, zero out of everyone on this podcast except me is going to know what that means. And I'm going to okay. do Okay, so let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. Count it in. Three, two, one. Who's your meme god? Dick butt. Mike Sandy. <laughs> of course okay. no one knows what that means. Now, yeah, now you need to explain that okay. one, because Brenz is very So back in the day... I'm talking 06, 07, 4chan days. Back when no one knew what a meme was. There was this guy. There was this like 13. Get it, you're a meme hipster. There was like this like 13 year old kid named Mike Sandy who was threatening people on 4chan saying he took this class in high school called Computer Science 3 and he knew how to backtrace IP addresses. And figure out everybody who's who's shit posting him on 4chan, and he just figured out what the IP address of 4chan was, and he he was like posting it like he's this like elite hacker. He's like posting all this like completely obvious information that you that's just like common knowledge. You know, it's just readily available, and and he keeps backing up all the stuff he's saying. That's just like common knowledge by saying that he's learned it in computer science three. So if you go on, if you go on Encyclopedia Dramatica and you look up Mike Sandy, it's a uh, it's 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 a great holy time. shit, Mark. You were right. You're yeah. definitely not winning this. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. That's <laughs> the, okay, no, and that's the thing. Okay, as the judge here, all right, you gotta. It's still my favorite me. meme, though. It's so good. That's not a bad one, but okay. D- think about it this way: like cultures, as like they proceed throughout time, like and they have their deities and stuff. They make all these statues and like little yeah. relics and shit, like dick butt. I picture, yeah, dick butt is like an easy thing to idolize and just be like, "Yo, you're my god." But like, my. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like I told I can, you, I can picture. I already Dick told bot, you. I went in this knowing. I just wanted to prove I was right. elite hacks. But that's what I mean. It school. just goes to show how easy it is to win at this game. And no wonder right? Bren's still in the fucking <laughs> league. God damn it! Uh, it's been so long since we played this too. It feels good. But all right, let's move on to this next one. Um, what's your spirit animal's nemesis? Mike Sandy. Dick butt. No. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> we both said the same thing. I'd be better if we said the opposite. If I said Mike Sandy eats a dick butt. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, my spirit animal's nemesis? Oh, man. I don't know. I actually got asked what my spirit animal is in a job interview. I was like, I don't know if I want to work at this company anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're microdosing their employees. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I was like, oh, I didn't know you could come to work. Hi, I want to work here, too. Because <laughs> why else would you ask that question? Um. Alright, now I gotta backpedal What's my spirit animal and then what would fight that Alright, I'm ready mm-hmm. 
Okay, I think I'm good. All right, guys, uh, let's do this. Three, two, one, go. The air. So I'm uh, my spirit animal is probably a chinchilla because I'm really good at I'm good at skateboarding and uh, being agile. So, but <laughs> okay, but the enemy this isn't would, Sonic Forces. This isn't your Sonic OC character, Mark. Yeah, well, that my enemy would probably be a taloned, air-taking uh, falcon or, or maybe an owl or something, but. One covered in trash because <laughs> because trash. the trash environment owl. is ruining animals <laughs> and he's if if an owl came down covered in in uh, six pack wrappers and plastic bottles it would kill me immediately because I can't handle that kind of stuff. <laughs> Holy trash shit, owl! Like, yeah, the goddamn trash owl is gonna kill your spirit animal. What was yours again, Bren? Just A the trash open air. owl. The air, like yeah. as an oxygen. Yeah, because my spirit animal is the blobfish, and when it taken above the surface, the it doesn't adapt well to the different pressure because it's a deep sea fish, and it just looks like this gross pile of shit. So when it's in the open air, it just looks super sad and like a slimy old man's face. Yeah. Okay. I and that's the thing. I like both answers a lot, but I think <laughs> I'm gonna go with tr- trash owl. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I can I can picture that killing someone's spirit animal and it just look be on the lookout for that mark don't let that enter your life yeah well i don't sleep well these days <laughs> all right so and that means it's got to round three anyone's game here uh let's get the tiebreaker if you were a superhero and could choose any existing superhero as your sidekick who would it be got it and Bonus points if you have a name for yourself. Well, what's the I goal mean, we've done here? That is the goal to make everyone laugh, or is the goal? To- <laughs> that, that, you always ask this question, and we there is no definitive answer. It's more or less look, what's cool, what's funny, Doug, what's whatever you think is right. Look, is the goal? If we to- knew what cool was, we wouldn't be on a podcast, Doug. Look, yeah. Doug, is the goal to get me that twenty-five million dollar condo in Manhattan, or is that goal to get me? It's like two months worth that, of that. That preventative measure to stop the Dakota Access Pipeline. I don't know where we're going the with this. What the fuck are you talking about? I, I don't know either, but it, just keep investing in cryptocurrencies and you <laughs> might find out. Okay. Wait, oh, so Lord. one more time. What was the question? The, the question is, if you are a superhero and could choose any existing superhero as your sidekick, who would that be? And bonus points if you name yourself as a superhero. I mean, I know we've done something like that in the past, but I'd want something fresh, obviously. Okay, fresh I'm good. I know, him. I know who my superhero is, and I will never turn my back on him. He's your sidekick? Okay, so Mark's ready. How about you, Bren? I'm ready. All right. This is for the win. Three, two... One, go. Mike Sandy. God damn it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fuck you. Do you guys ever wonder why we don't play this game anymore? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even answer. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Um, we're all professionals here. Uh, the funny part about this question is both of our answers are fucking terrible. My answer That's is... That's every answer. <laughs> my answer is Grape Nose Lad from Good Burger. When Kel, oh, no. when Kel gets out of the slurp, the slushy machine, and he sucks grapes up his nose, and he says, I'm Grape Nose Lad. And that's it. That's it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you brought this on yourself, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. I... I think I'm gonna go with Mike Sandy. Because yes, <laughs> yes. Mike Sandy finally wins. Yes, yes. I'm so happy. Oh god, that's what I mean. Mark loses, but he's still a happy camper. I so still win. I always that's win when it's Mike game. Sandy. That was I was walrus. <laughs> The real loser here is the listener. Yeah, that's always the case with our show. Thanks for tuning in. Um, let's do some plugs. Where can our listeners so find you, Mark? Uh, you can find me um, if you go on uh, Pinecast website. You can uh, you can 
find Matt Pasta, and if you message him, he'll give you some good info on me. Um, uh, Mark's then, uh, personal uh, secretary, Mike ba- uh, Mike, Matt Pasta. Yeah. Mike Pasta, too. Mike, Mike Sandy. <laughs> Sandy Pasta. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, on Instagram, you know, just follow me on uh, Ieka. Uh, you can just search Mark Choi, you'll find me. Um, totally. But not Mark Choi on Instagram. That's someone else. Yeah, yeah. Twi- <laughs> no, yeah, that doesn't work. I tried. Guys, I, I'm sorry. I tried to change it to my Mark Choi on Instagram. Someone picked that already. <laughs> but uh, yeah, on Twitter, I'm Mark Leet Hacks. Lol, you can just find the all ABTS page, and I'll probably be there multiple times if you want that. Um, and then if you want to find me on Crunchyroll, um, I'm... I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm Eboog, E-I-B-O-O-G. Mm-hmm. It's a great a great time on Crunchyroll. We talk about a lot of cool things. I go on the Discord pages there. Um, it's, Mark, it's your fun. SEO is god-awful. My, yeah, wait, E-Boog, SEO? E-Boog, wait, SEO? Your search engine I, optimization? It just, it's impossible to find you. Yeah, yeah. basically. You there was, there was for every platform. I picked those names terrible. because they're hard to find. <laughs> That's fine. Uh... Bren, how about you? Um, ABTS Brendan on Twitter. I got a bunch of free games, so if you s- message me on Twitter saying Mike Sandy to prove <laughs> that you actually listen to this shit fire of a podcast, uh, I'll give you uh, one of the six games I got. So okay. I'm so happy you're me. down with Mike Sandy. I don't know who he is, but fuck it. It's proof that you know. listen. No, you listen this far into that meme alive. Yeah, there I you hope go, not. Mark. I hope that I'm dies. sending you guys Mike Sandy right now. Oh, great! I won't Excellent. read it. Please, um, Brent, fucking um, and better I'm also fucking just, read it. I'm, <laughs> I'm also starting another podcast called Advent Share Time, where me and Cher, the singer from the 70s, open event advent calendars all through December up till Christmas. And we find out what's inside of each advent calendar. It's mostly chocolate. But, oh, you bastard. Yeah. Uh, you gotta be proud of that one. I, am- <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought of it two days ago. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> if you like our show, please give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. Handles ABT Silence. We've been uh, live streaming the episodes lately on twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. Uh, we try to get started on Fridays and stuff around 10 p.m. It's not like set in stone, but you can always check the updated Twitch schedule. I try to update that now. So look forward to that if you're into that. And we also play games. Uh, I personally do Tuesday and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if that's a time where you're not doing anything, come hang out and chat and see what we're playing. And, uh, yeah, I think we might be making an appearance of a couple of us, or maybe just me, on the Horribly Awkward podcast in the coming weeks. Um, nothing it's, set it's in stone there either, but we were, uh, I did talk to Sean recently, so maybe look forward to that. And we will be back next week talking some games. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Glad to have you back. Hey, See you guys anytime, next man. time. Yeah, yo, anytime you want me to talk about Mike Sandy, man, get me on here and Just I'll cut talk him off. about Mike Sandy. Just cut it right here.